It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers lost a ton of guys in the transfer portal, but it's starting to feel okay. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Coming up on today's show, we'll be joined by Auburn tight end, Micah Riley-Ducker. But first things first, we got to have a little war rapport. Wednesday, Mike G of the war rapport joining us. We were talking before we clicked record. Mike G. I mean, there was so much uproar throughout the Auburn fan base, right? About so-and-so entered the portal. So-and-so entered the portal. Everyone's entered the portal. But these last few additions, you know, you go out and get a safety that can play right away, a defensive lineman that can play right away. Now a receiver that a lot of people, myself included, believe um, can play right away. And it's starting to say, okay, you know, this is going to work out. This is going to be better than a lot of people thought not too long ago. Yeah, I mean, the majority of the guys who jumped in the portal were guys who had either not taken the snap or did not play significant time. So uh, the most high-profile losses were Bo Nix, uh, Sean Shivers, Kobe Hudson, and um, Tashawn Manning. I think those are the most high-profile losses. I, I would rank as the second biggest loss, uh, Ladarius Tennyson. Tennyson, yeah, for sure. Not because he's done it, but it seemed like he was in the plans moving forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was not irreplaceable production. Um, I don't think, you know, Shivers was like a third down, like a situational option. Yeah. And that's not, uh, regardless of how the season went, that's a transfer I would have expected anyway. Because he wants to play football and he was not going to spend his senior year sitting behind uh, you know, uh, Tank and Jarquez Hunter, no matter what, he right. was gone. So that's not like that was some big loss, I think, uh, you know. And then wide receiver. Our wide receiver room has been much maligned, I think. Uh, and the kids who have to, to chose to stay, we don't know what they are yet. Yeah. Because they haven't, they haven't been on the field, and a lot of people are assuming that they're bad before they've actually had a chance to do anything. Uh, I think there's talent, and I think a lot of people believe that these receivers are talented. It's just they're raw, and, and they fierce. haven't they haven't done it yet. And to be fair to the people that are concerned, um, for whatever reason, Auburn's had no problem getting solidly rated recruits to play wide that play wide receiver to come to Auburn. Like that hasn't really been an issue. It's just getting these guys consistently open. And putting them in situations to succeed. That hasn't happened. Um, new regime. We believe it's going to be different now. We just haven't seen it yet. Well, to some extent, we have. Because we saw how we started last season at wide receiver versus how we ended it. A, okay. major- a majority of the drops were in the first four to five games. There were not a ton over the last you know, six. There just weren't. That's in the stats. They improved as the season went along. We made a change at that position from a coaching standpoint, obviously. And, and now you've brought in Ike Hilliard and 
we're talking to the receivers and they're raving about him. They are talking about, uh, they're saying things like we're watching film with a purpose. Now these are things players are saying. No, and that's fantastic. So, so you think over the course of the season, you, you saw noticeable improvement in the wider receiver room. I, I think there's guys that make sense. It's like, okay, yeah, Kobe Hudson got better throughout the course of the season. Um, but a guy like Javarius Johnson, you know, I, I don't know if that's really the case. It looked like he battled some stuff physically, you know, going through parts of the year. And it's like, okay, that's, that, 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 that's a factor. Right. But like, I think Shedrick Jackson looked better in the first four games than he did in the last four games. I mean, uh, do you think I'm off on that? Uh, Yes and no. Listen, um, what what you saw, anything that you saw, you have to remember there's a causation to wide receiver play, and that's quarterback play. Okay. So what we saw at quarterback play over the last few games of the season has a lot to do with what we saw at wide receiver. During, okay. our, yeah. dur- during our interview with Brian Harson, he talked about how important it is that the quarterbacks come out and have consistently good practices because if they don't, the receivers aren't getting quality reps. And they have to get them. So as a quarterback, you have to come out and you have to be on. And I think that that's happening this this spring. So um, you can't show. I mean, how much of Anthony Schwartz did we not see over his tenure year? Because we kept overthrowing him. He could have broken every wide receiver record ever here. Sure. (laughs) And so we've been wasting talent long before Harson. I thought we saw the beginning steps of improvement last year, but you know, any anywhere we stalled out was, in my opinion, was an overall symptom of where we were at as a team and the pain, the growing pains that you have to go through when you're changing systems. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. And like, I wish, I wish we had Demetrius Robertson for one more year. Like, right. I, I think, I think the attitude around him, if he was coming back, would have been really, really solid. Um, I think a lot of people would feel a lot better about this receiving core because I think he could be a guy that would be pegged to take another step forward. Um, but that guy is Shedrick Jackson right now. And I'm higher on Shed Jackson than some people are. Um, I'm not as high on him as everyone, but uh, but I, I think I'm higher on Shedrick Jackson than the average person that follows Auburn football. Yeah. Um, and, and I hopefully a step in the right direction in quarterback play and also other guys being better at wide receiver will help a guy like him. And I think a guy like Coy Moore coming in, mm. uh, we'll we'll have the chance to do just that. Well, twenty two catches uh, in his freshman campaign, Coy Moore. Love and that. He took a step back his sophomore year. You know, from what I read, it just seemed like he got beat out by some talented young guys. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have value or that he declined. Declined. There were some. There was some off the field stuff uh, that I won't go into. But ultimately. This was a kid coming out of high school that had a lot of talent, man. And, and sometimes at the pro, it never manifests itself at the program that you're at. People change programs all the time and reach their potential. I think he has that. And they're coming in and they're working with an NFL guy yeah. in Ike Hilliard who they feel like they can get what they need out of him. This wasn't just some random, oh, we needed a guy. Let's take a guy. The staff looked at this kid and said, we think he would be a good fit for what we're trying to do. And now you're going to see this version of this team and, and in the wide receiver room is going to look more like the, uh, you know, the um, fruition of what a, a Brian Harson team is. They're going out and they're getting more of the, their guys. They had a lot of leftovers from the, from the previous regime and we still have a lot of holdovers, but these are more and more we're starting to see. Look at what this quarterback room looks like. 
These are all Harson guys now. Right. Yep. You know, we're getting there at receiver, you know, and, and other places on the field. Right. Uh, Mike G, thank you for your brief time. This abbreviated War Report Wednesday. We'll jump into a conversation with Mike or Riley Ducker in just a moment. How can people check out everything going on at the War Report? Uh, well, listen, uh, go over to YouTube, hit subscribe. We're in the middle of a prolific number of interviews with players and coaches, so you Ooh. don't want to miss that content. Yeah. Head on over and subscribe. Yep, yep. That is Mike G with the War Report. All right, Mike O'Reilly Ducker, Auburn tight end. Talks about uh, a, a ton of things, but how tough are these summer workouts? Uh, it, it's fun to hear his answer in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by betonline.net. They are your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, um, including this year's basketball championship, the NHL hockey finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fights, and of course, futures for your college football and your NFL. Be sure to check it out and head to the website today. Bet online where the game starts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. And joining us now here on Locked on Auburn, tight end Micah Riley Ducker. Thank you so much for giving us a few minutes, man. So thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. So, yeah, you got your first college spring under your belt. You're now going through your first college summer. What, uh, what's that been like so far? It's been great. Uh, I really, I love everything about Auburn. I've been really enjoying my time. Uh, it was kind of hard leaving my parents, being the youngest, stuff like that. But um, I think the good thing that I came in early, uh, formed lots of bonds, lots of relationships. Um, and then just kind of getting getting into this playbook and stuff like that. That was the big thing for now. So, but yeah, I'm had a good first semester. It was great. So what what's the process of getting into the playbook? look like Mike is that something you do on your own you do with teammates you sit down with your position coach what what all goes into that a little bit of everything yeah Um, you kind of you have to look at it on your own or you won't you you won't be you just won't understand fully um but the big thing is I watched a lot of film with my position coach he taught me a lot of things like about the you know the basis of how it works and stuff like that um and then just the guys in the room the tight end room everybody in the room has helped me out um they've done a great job of just being leaders for me um people I can just look towards if I need help, things like that. So um, they were a real big help with helping me with that. But it, it took a while to really fully understand it. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm, you know, comfortable playing and, and being comfortable, you know, going full speed, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the other tight ends. I mean, is is John Samuel Shanker the leader in that room right now? Is he kind of taking everybody under his wing as the as the old man in the room? <laughs> the old man. Yeah, we, we play with him a little bit about that, but. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. He's um, he's proven himself. He's a great role model. He's someone I look up to, um, and he's actually done a great job with just helping me out. Um, he's not too big for it, you know. He yeah, he does what he can for everybody. He helps out. He does his job. So I'm thankful that he's actually still here helping me out with that. But well, when you committed, it's funny when you committed. I remember the the next day on the show. I, I think I, I remember watching your tape and I'm like, okay, I, I can kind of see you guys having 
similar games. I mean, athletic tight ends that aren't necessarily just attached to the line all the time that can could be split out and and be relevant in the passing game. Uh, do you agree with that? Is that something y'all talk about, or is everybody can can everybody do a little bit of everything? Is that kind of yeah, the mind? That's the big thing. I think everybody can do a little bit of everything in our room. Okay. Um, I think we have we have my best group on the team, in my opinion. Just I think you're right. Fun. We have the most fun. Our position coach is great. Um, he keeps it interesting, um, and he makes sure that we're having fun, but we're also getting things done, um, which is a big thing. But yeah, I think everybody in our room is is definitely willing and able to do anything that they can for the team. So, for sure. well, and, and it seems like Brian Harson, this style of offense, they're going to use the tight end. I mean, and Auburn fans have been wanting to see the tight end be used in the passing game for a ton. Shanker had a had a you know the best season receiving for an Auburn tight end ever last year, and he's got a bunch of guys behind him like you and and Landon King that that can really kind of continue that after he's gone after this season. Mm-hmm. But was that something that they kind of sold to you in, in the recruiting process of like, hey, we're going to use you, we're going to use you in a bunch of different ways if you come here? Hundred um, percent. Kind of a few things that that were big to me when I made my decision was. One is the SEC. Uh, things are different down here, but you know that's why I'm I'm really here. Like different atmosphere, different different people you're playing against every single week. You're playing a first round draft pick every week. Yeah, that that's just how it is. And I'm, you know, I want to compete. That's why I'm here. So that's a big thing. And then just the playbook aspect of it. Like we use the tight end. We use three four tight ends a game. Right. Rotating in, moving in and out, motioning across the field. Like there's no, you're not staying in one place. So that was a real big thing. Um, it's it's the same thing you do in, in the NFL. If, you know, if, if I'm willing to make it that far, if I'm God will, you know what I mean? But um, sure. yeah, it's, it's great. I is that it. part of, is that what makes kind of studying the playbook so difficult um, for your perspective? I mean, all those pre-snap motions and different formations and different personnel groups. When am I on the field and when I'm not? That's a lot to keep track of. It is, it is. But once you, you know, it, it does help having the guys in the room that are just, yeah, you know, willing to help you out. Like they're really just a good role models, and they're helping me out with, you know, understanding the basis of it. Now, like once you really get where you're, why everything is happening, you can just go out there and have fun. So that's that's kind of where I'm at now. Did you catch any of like if the offense really changed from last year to to this year? I know different offensive coordinator, but a lot of the guys that I talked to, and I talked to John Samuel Shanker a few months ago on the show. And he talked about it was pretty much the same um, across the board. I know that doesn't really impact you, but as far as how it's taught to you and the rest of your teammates, did you pick up on any of that? Um, it's it's pretty much the same. They're kind of giving okay. me – it's the same stuff that they learned last year. There are some tweaks and things like that when it comes okay. to patients and personnel. Um, and we have a lot of new people coming in, lots of transfers, stuff like that. So it is going to be a lot different when it comes to who's on the field um, in other aspects. But – I think it's pretty it's pretty similar to last year. We will continue our conversation with Mike O'Reilly Ducker in just a moment. He talks quarterbacks, who's he spending the most time with, all that in just a moment. But today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. Built Bars are delicious, including their latest and newest flavor, caramel brownie. Come on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You eat one of these things, you think you're eating a caramel brownie, and then you look at the label, and it's like, man, 17 grams of protein. Goodness gracious, just 130 calories. You got to love it. They have 
a ton of amazing flavors. If for some reason caramel brownie is not your thing, they have a ton of different flavors. Check them all out at built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Micah, so I saw you sign with uh, with a group called Saturday's Count. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the sound of that. And you're looking at their website, you know, only so many Saturdays mm-hmm. make them count. You're, you're guaranteed 12 games in a season, uh, 12 Saturdays, uh, you know, across all of college football. Uh, that, that's that, that's a pretty cool motto. Pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool phrasing to, to live by there. Right. For sure. Yeah. So um, I was back home for break and a, a great person came toward my family and with a proposition, um, and he he actually bought a phrase, and the phrase is Saturday's count. So it's the goal of it is to sell the phrase to somebody like a Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, someone of that nature. Um, but I think it's actually great that he got the phrase patented because it. I mean, it is Saturday's count. Like you only got so many, you gotta you gotta do what you can with them. Um, and that's kind of something you got to live by in our, in our, I'll say profession, but yeah, you know, sure. we do like, that's, that's what we're here for. Saturday is the biggest day in college football. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's big. It's fun. And, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, and you just look at what you're doing and the rest of your teammates. And then of course, every team throughout all of college football. And it's like all of this work, all of this work. And you, as soon as we're done, you're going to go do a boot camp thing that you guys are doing on campus. It's like, you're putting in all this work all year round for, 12 Saturdays every single year. That's a big deal. You got to make it count. That's it. That's all you got. So, I mean. I love that. Yeah, it's a great phrase. I love it. Um, and, yeah, just kind of trying to get it out, get some T-shirts going to my teammates, stuff like that, just spreading the word about it. Um, yeah, so that's where yeah, I'm at. You, you can check more of that out at saturdayscount.com. Mike O'Reilly, Ducker, our guest. So, yeah, we mentioned the boot camp thing that you're going to be doing later today after we're done recording. But, I mean – the Auburn football social media account, they always love to post videos in the offseason of you guys running those dang stadiums. And, man, it looks exhausting. <laughs> it looks hot. Um, what's your experience with those uh, those big stadium stairs been like so far? Yeah, we had our first one this last week. This last yeah. week. Oh, my goodness. I have never done anything that hard in my life, but um, I'm just trying to – you know, you got you to gotta have something in your head while you're running them. And uh, I'm trying to figure out what I got to say to myself to kind of just keep going. I finished the first five. That was what we had last week. Um, but it goes up every week. So you kind of got to you got to figure something out, um, which is just part of it. Some adversity. I think that's why we do them um, to see who's going to quit and who's not. So um, but, yeah, it, it's an experience. hundred um, percent. You're there at 6 a.m. running decks with your team. So I guess you're not doing it yourself. You have people around you, the guys that love you, the guys that you're playing with, you're playing for. So. Yeah. I think it's a great experience. It does suck in the moment, 100%. Um, but I understand why we do it. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure all the guys enjoy it. So, Sure, yeah. Or at least enjoy the process of it. Maybe not right. doing it. It's a, <laughs> right. 
Is Coach Harson out there running with you? I know he kind of always makes uh, makes a quick cameo on those videos that they put out. They make it look like he's running them. Is he actually running them? He he ran. He ran some of them. Yeah. And then like that's one thing about Harson. Um, when we're working out, sometimes he'll come in and lift. Um, when we're running, sometimes he'll come run. He'll condition with us sometimes, and that makes you want to play for somebody. So um, that's that is part of the reason I came here too. He's a great coach. He has a history of, of coaching great teams and winning, so that's that, that was a big thing. But, yeah, he, he makes it fun. He makes us want to play for him. So, yeah. I mean, it, it had to take a lot. I mean, we Auburn doesn't get too many guys from Nebraska, Micah. I mean, uh, you were the first in a long time, and I know a few people put out some, some stats whenever that happened. I mean, that is not – Nebraska is not a, a pipeline for Auburn. Um, yeah, yeah. That had to be unique, right? I mean, did you think you'd be going to Auburn five years ago? No, honey. yeah, right. <laughs> wasn't even a wasn't even a thought. Um, but that's just kind of something I realized growing up. Like as I got older in high school, I mean, both of my brothers played college football. My dad did too. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know I could get to this point, this level. Um, this, I mean, this is the best it's gonna get until the NFL. So, like. It's an experience for sure, hundred percent. But I'm glad I'm here. So, yeah. No. What was the final? What was kind of the final straw of like, okay, all right, I'm gonna commit to Auburn. What was the final thing? Yeah, I came on my visit, um, and there was nothing like, there was nothing for me to complain about. I mean, there was no, there was nothing really wrong here. I mean, great coaches, great staff, new facilities going in, which is gonna be off the chain. Um, the people in Auburn are second to none. I mean. Yeah. It's, you could tell, you walk around downtown, everybody's saying hi, people are nice here. Um, it's just a great environment. That that was a big thing. So, But the other schools, it just, this is where I wanted to be. That's all it was, to be honest. But That's great. That's great. So now that you're here and, you know, I imagine now, you enrolled in January, right? That's when you got here? Yeah. So, I mean, you've been here about half of a year now. What, um... What are kind of some of your favorite spots to eat around town? People always love to hear where the players like to eat. Yep, yep. Uh, big one for the tight ends is Guthrie's. That's that's the number one. Um, actually, I lose a little weight before the season, so I gotta stop. I gotta stop going there. But yeah, Taco Mama's a great place. Um, I yeah. love Taco Mama. Taco love- Mama's amazing. Uh, we yeah. like a cafe too. I, I enjoy Mexican food. Um, yeah, those are my main – those are probably our main two places, but – When you eat Mexican food, do you get the same thing every time or do you do you change it up? What's your go-to? You got to get the same thing. Steak, quesadilla, nachos, queso, a little bit of, little bit of everything. You get all of those things? I, I eat a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Ah, uh, I love it. I love it. All right. So what, what are some of your goals this summer? I know getting into the playbook and, you know, killing these boot camp things, but what's – What's the goal for Micah Riley Ducker from now until the season starts? What are you working on the most? Um, do what's asked me um, and a little bit more. Obviously, the goal is to get on the field and and, and play and be out there with my brothers. But um, yeah. I, I, I'll i do whatever is needed for me to, you know, to be on the field. Uh, whatever they ask me to do, I'm ready for it. Just I, I'm not going to have a huge role this year, but I'm, I'm prepared to do what they ask of me. Um, and I'm ready to do that with. 100 percent effort so no matter what it is i'll, I'll be ready so just sure being comfortable um yeah just doing what I, what's asked of me who have you gotten closest to on the team outside of the uh outside of your tight end room i mean uh, is it folks that came in with you 
uh, in your recruiting class or maybe some older guys that kind of you develop a, rela- a relationship with? But who are you closest to on the team outside of the tight end room right now? Um, Probably closest, I'd say Holden. Um, We came in together. We yeah. went everything together. There was only a few incoming freshmen. Um, but that group that we originally came in with is really tight. Um, EJ Harris, Jay Fair, Caleb, Caleb uh, Wooden. Like we, we're all pretty tight. So um, yeah, we have a good group. That, that's a good group. And then we got some more freshmen that just came in. And we're kind of trying to bring them in, hang out, um, go to the pool, do stuff like that. Just you know, get them in. I've heard that that Jay Fair is putting in so much work right now. It's crazy. Is it, it, is, is that true? Is he working his tail off? You could tell. You can see stuff. Um, he just like everything he does on the field, you can just tell is different. Um, he's real smooth, fast. Um, he creates a lot of separation, um, and he's gonna be he's gonna be a big time player here for sure. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you mentioned Holden too, Holden Gurner. His uh, his throwing motion, beautiful. <laughs> it's so smooth, man. No wasted motion whatsoever. For sure, it's something. Yeah. Honestly, um, we have some good quarterbacks back home, but. Um, the SEC, like I said, is a little different. Um, and I, this is the first time, I think the first time he threw me the ball was on our visit. He just kind of was tossing it to me and I, it was a little different. You can just tell something's different about it. Um, but yeah, he's a great kid, great quarterback, great person. Love hanging out with him. So is he the quarterback you've worked the most with? I know there's a lot of discussion right now about the quarterback battles. He the one you spent the most time with in reps. Probably not. Um, honestly for me. It's probably even between him, Robbie Ashford, who was my roommate. Uh, he actually just moved into another room, but he was my roommate, so we were working a little bit, and then Zach Calzada. So those are the three that I've been catching the most from. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I heard, heard, things, uh, heard good things about all four of them, so that'll be fun to see over the course of the summer and fall. Micah, thank you so much for your time, brother. Would love to do this again in a few weeks, man, if you've got the time for it. I'd love it. Sure. All right. Talk to you soon, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much to Mike G and Micah Riley Ducker for joining us on today's show. We'll be back tomorrow to talk all things Auburn recruiting with John Garcia. Stay tuned. This has been Locked On Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.